living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are so glad to finally be back with you guys in the new year. 2022 is officially here, and we are back. We were supposed to be back last week. Stuff happens, right? So we couldn't do an episode for various reasons, but we are so glad to be back with you tonight. And, of course, with me, as always, are my good friends. There's Aaliyah. Say hi. And I already see Utah's in the middle of something, so I'm just going to leave him in the back there. Uh, No, I'm kidding. Here he is. There's Utah. (laughs) Greetings, program. Sorry, I was. Tell us what you're looking at. This is uh, this is Utah's new. uh, Oh right. Oh, the new segment. Yes. (laughs) uh, Geek paraphernalia segment. So go ahead and tell us what you got for Christmas. Uh, Yeah. So um, what I got for Christmas was a um, official. Double-sided. Like, Do you need me to tell you what it is? No, no, no. It, it, it's an official <laughs> double-sided movie poster of Shang Chi, uh, and not Beautiful. only that, but it's also a glow box um, frame, which means that it is backlit, and so it's absolutely stunning. It's, it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. It's I, I, I find myself. I, I always get lost in. Uh, Simu Liu's eyes when I look at it. So I need, <laughs> there you to, go. I need to turn around. Um, well, we're both going a little Shang-Chi tonight because I'm uh, wearing you got the shirt. my Christmas presents, which was a <laughs> Shang-Chi shirt. So there's Simu, Simu Liu's eyes there. You tell I'm you. getting yeah. lost. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it's, so it's very red. I realized now that we're on the air, I'm like, maybe <laughs> well, red is a- should not have... Chosen such a beacon of a color. <laughs> I look like a one of those traffic barrels out here in the we're so well known here in Cleveland. Um, but hey, yeah, welcome guys. Welcome to 2022. How was your New Year's? Do anything fun? Fun. <laughs> I was too afraid to go anywhere. <laughs> right? Same. Well, yeah. I, I haven't gone anywhere for New Year's. Well, in a long time. Same here. My That's true. Child. 20. <laughs> so he's 28 now. So yeah, oh, 28 geez, years. Really? Oh. My New Year's has been with the kids. We all stay up. We do the same thing every year. It's been fun. Um, yeah, we basically so. did the same thing. Stayed up at home. Uh, this was the first year we didn't have any sort of like cable service or anything. So we actually had to uh, use the oh. old uh, antenna thing on the TV. Um, gotcha. We, <laughs> tend to jump around between like the CNN New Year's Eve because it's always fun to see one of the guys on CNN always gets drunk, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. And Andy Cohen, right? Yeah. Andy Cohen. He always gets drunk and just, just. Apparently does. he trashed uh, Ryan Seacrest and got in a little bit of trouble for right. that. Oh, he also trashed. Not uh, trouble, but just, you know, heat from people who are like. He apologized for that. He, I also heard that he, uh, he trashed the mayor too, but he did, he did not <laughs> apologize for that one. So <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so we well, ended they up are, watching. they've already confirmed he's coming back next year. So I guess well, it doesn't matter what he says. <laughs> he's, he's entertaining. We, we missed out yeah. on that, but we, we watched the, uh, the Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve, which I found out this year that is I'm as old as it. So uh, right, that's I so just, that weird. was a little depressing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they kept on they kept on repeating my age, and I'm like, oh come on, it's the fit, <laughs> and it doesn't it seem like it's older. It does. I feel like yeah, and it, it must be because you know I remember Dick like Clark the black was older. I don't know right because Dick Clark was. He, I feel like I feel like there's black and white footage of Dick Clark doing New Year's Rock and Eve. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, I guess fifty not. years. I just thought it would be longer. Aaliyah, what did you do for New Year's? Anything? I did. He doesn't remember. 
<laughs> oh, I, it was one of those kind of nights, I guess. <laughs> no, no, it was not. No, it wasn't. I I went on a little date. Uh, oh. Went, hmm. Do, uh, Do tell. A, <laughs> I guess. No, this what, is for. What, are, the, we change, are we changing the, the subject of the episode now? Let's change the format of the show where it's not all about uh, Aaliyah's love life and we want to know what's going on. That's right. This Welcome is, to a world going geek love theme. line. <laughs> Don't we have like a, a world gone geek after dark segment? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, that's yes. Not, it's for our patrons. <laughs> it is. Uh, Aaliyah went on a date. Yes, she did. On uh, New Year's Eve. Nice. On New Year's Eve. Yes. Wow. No and pressure. It was, uh, well, I feel no, like you're more- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I had to think for a second. But it was there wasn't any pressure. It wasn't weird or anything. Good, um, good, good. I'll, I'll give you guys more of the backstory. Uh, after the show, but for the for the folks <laughs> listening that are, I was that are say, curious, everyone just turned off the show all of a sudden. Yeah. Everyone that was listening to the podcast tomorrow well, just went, well, so those not two listeners are not no, Please don't anything. go anywhere. We got a great guest. We want you guys <laughs> to meet here in just a few minutes. Um, yeah. So tell what were you gonna say there? Sorry, I interrupted you. Just make a stupid That's joke. Okay. Uh, no. So we went every, to every a. a <laughs> <laughs> we went to a steakhouse uh, in Cleveland. Nice. All right. And uh, so he's a meat eater. Yeah, Morton's. He <laughs> Morton's. is a meat eater. Uh, Morton's, Morton's is a good steakhouse. Place. Nice. For those of you that are listening, living in the Cleveland area. Um, oh, they're Morton's. In other I've never been. Is, is that like a fancy? It's like a fancy one, isn't it's it? Very, it's a very fancy uh, chain of steakhouses. Yes. Dang. For mm-hmm. a first date. Yeah. Nowhere Did to you go, go Dutch. Nowhere to go but down. She's, she's frozen. She's no, fr- come on. Very fancy. Oh, okay. you got frozen. All we heard was very fancy at the end. Your internet froze. Oh, and now oh, I can't hear. Am I here? Am I good? Yeah, there you are. Here, yeah, you're, you're yeah, back. You're, you're, you're back. Good. You're good. Am you're, I you've good? You've got about three okay. pixels to your uh, name right now, but we can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, well, so very fancy, very me. fancy dinner, first date, very nice. It was, um, and I did not get steak. I actually got salmon. He got steak. I got salmon, but it was I, very. Somebody fancy. has to get. If, if you're going to Morton Steakhouse, then one of you has to have gotten steak. Well, the reason I didn't get steak is because I'm very picky about my steak, and even though it's a fancy restaurant, mm. I still am very skeptical. You don't trust um, them, sure? Yeah, okay. I don't yeah, trust right. them, so yeah, sure. I didn't get steak. I got the salmon, and it was still very nice. And then we went yeah, to delicious. Afterwards, we went. You know, it was about almost midnight because he does break dancing for the calves because <laughs> the Morton's so, uh, <laughs> service is so slow that it was almost midnight. <laughs> they, didn't get their, they, they started dinner last year. So wait, this is one of the, the so, oh, so one, one of the street team. team. He's one of he the is? street. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Wow. Okay. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. So did he, he have is. to go? Did he have to go to a I gig? Almost, I, I almost made that team. Did you know that? I, I, I auditioned. Really? Yeah, no, you did. I did. Yeah, you did. Of course, oh, I did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you break Can you imagine? <laughs> you haven't you haven't seen these kind of moves yet. But but the Cavs do have a, a team of dads that dance in the halftime. Right, a, yes. a good friend of mine is one of those, and I could probably make that team. But no, not the screen team. So go ahead. What were you saying? Well, he did. So he had a game, and he had a he was there until ten thirty. So we had gotcha. to 
you know, kind of maneuver the plans. The original plan was to go to a comedy show. Um, mm. But, you know, ah. we, wanted, we wanted to make sure that we could eat some food and, you sure. know, and plus right. I did with COVID and everything being around all of those people. So Morton's sure. was a little bit more um, low key, I guess. So yeah. we did that. And upscale. And upscale. Um, but I feel like it's too who fancy paid? for me. Huh? Did you go Dutch or who paid? I got to know. Because it was right? expensive. Yeah, did he, he pay paid. or did you guys go? Yeah. Do- oh, very. Ooh. All right. That's that's all right. So far, so good. Are yeah. we shocked? No. Like, I mean, that's awesome, right? It's an expensive. Mm-hmm. It's this, an expensive is, this is place, way. You guys know. This is I've way better than the before. last story you told us. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the guy that I told oh, you. So this is not guy. like that's why I said this is a Leah. <laughs> oh, so this is good. It's mm-hmm. so things are improving. I got you. Oh, I got gotcha. you. He's trying harder. Mm-hmm. Is really what. Yeah. What I'm getting. If he's listening right now, he's probably so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you didn't name any names. We, we didn't know who you're talking about. No, I, I'm, uh, I'm glad now I'm going to be harder. like looking at the scream team and just kind of pick out. Let's see. I wonder which one it is. Right. Oh, this guy looks. This guy looks like. He, okay, he, but okay. Here is uh, a little background. He was. He has listened to our show specifically for you for you guys to go back yeah of course for me but um (laughs) to the uh, nobody's listening for you and me that's that's fair yeah okay cool yeah no that was so if you go back and watch that live stream you comment in there go back and watch the live stream did he, he comment? Comments. See, he commented. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. we're going to have to. Yeah, all right. We're going to do some all right, You guys take care of the show. I'm going to go back and watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, this is this is what you miss, guys, when you don't tune in. So you guys should subscribe right now <laughs> to our YouTube channel. You should follow us on all the social media because uh, every week we're going to uncover more about Aaliyah's uh, personal life and uh, yeah. share it with the world. <laughs> and you never know. So you we, never know. One of her suitors Utah's, might comment. Uh, Utah's uh, pop culture uh, <laughs> right souvenir uh, corner. <laughs> then we move into <laughs> Aaliyah's corner. love life, and right. then we bring our guest on, which is there what I'm going to do right Boom. now. Um, Wait, we need something for Jeff. What, is, what do you it. have? Jeff's the host I, of the podcast. I host the whole show. So he has the whole podcast. Yeah, so okay, just, come on now. Uh, I mean, you know, what am I going to tell you about what? what You're right. You know, You're we, right. I got a PS5. There, I'll tell you that. Like, we got a PS5 finally. Oh, there you go. So that was oh, exciting that's, over that's Christmas. Great. Yeah. For some reason, um, I thought you said you had the P, and I'm like, that's not what we want to hear, Jeff. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's definitely not a segment we're going to start on this show. Here we go. Um, but still said it. <laughs> I, I tell you what, so today you do, you always have to do that for some reason. Um, we want to thank everybody for watching because we have a really, really good uh, guest tonight. We're very excited to talk to him. Um, he's a a voice actor. He's an actor. He's a producer. And, uh, we're going to play, uh, his reel here and then introduce him and, uh, talk to him for a little bit about, uh, what he does. Here he is. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Has come for your destiny. Hi, Schmoozin! Help! I'm at the zoo and I fell into the gorilla cage! Uh, it's your day, guys! I had lots of fun, and you gave me a great birthday! Pizza delivery! We can make another cake! Right after pizza! Whoopsie! That's a do over! Hello, boys! Don't drink this! Oh, you must be the patient. Looks like you've got a serious case of no neck. Ugh, he looks silly. Who puts a hood on a capsule? 
Ladleholes in on a mouse? That's a different story! Move it, Slowpoke! I'm behind schedule! Speed limit enforced by aircraft? Yeah, I'll bet! Dang it! If I get one more ticket, I'll be driving a golf cart! Durgo, Mongo, haven't I told you not to play with your food? Just kidding. I'm gonna tear your gills off. <laughs> Slobby skunk, I just wanted to say, I always thought you stunk. <laughs> oh, Slobby rat, you're so sweet. I'm just saying that I know it's all my fault and that I'm sorry. Sorry doesn't bring us back, Leo. Don't you think I know that, Marcella? Theodora, help! Ugh, leave Leo alone, Marcella. Aha! I knew you were only pretending to side with me against Leo. And boy, he smells terrific. <laughs> Indubitably. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right, welcome to the show, Daniel Ross, voice actors extraordinaire. Welcome, bravo! We are so glad bravo. that you're here. That is a range, sir. Everybody, that there is a that's a, a huge range of voices that we heard in there. And if I'm not mistaken, were you both the rat and the skunk in that one? doing two characters uh, in the same scene but I, I just have to lead in and, and ask uh, Aaliyah why she went to the bathroom during our date and stuck me with the bill that's too funny as, yeah man man peace it's great to be here, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Um, yeah, the first thing I noticed when I uh, you agreed to do this is looking at all the different voices that you've done was that there is just, I mean, it's a wide range of voices. And I think Very at the broad. end there, I, I literally, you were playing a character, you were voicing a character who was voicing other characters. Yes. Yeah, I was about to say, and that, that was my favorite part of that reel. Of voice acting. So tell us a little bit about uh, what uh, what voice acting is like. What What is this life that you are leading? Oh my goodness. Uh, well, first of all, it's, it's really fun. Uh, I love it a lot. I never thought in a million years that I would be a voice actor. Um, it just kind of turns out that I always was and didn't know it until much later in life. Uh, but I love the performing arts. I studied musical theater in college, uh, dropped out of college and pursued uh, film and TV and uh, started producing my own content so that I could act in my content, you know, make my own opportunities. And, uh, you know, after a certain period of time, I just started to meet other voice actors and realized that these people were just like me. Very, very crazy, quirky, wonderful people who, who love what they do and do lots of different voices. And I have been a voice guy forever. I would do prank phone calls. I would imitate my teachers and parents and, you know, cartoon <laughs> characters galore watching Saturday morning cartoons. And, uh, you know, being able to apply that uh, and make a living is just extraordinary. So I love what I do. I love the resonance that it has with other people. Because I remember, again, sitting in front of the TV uh, on Saturday mornings, watching those cartoons and just embedded in those memories of my innocence and childhood. And to 
participate in that now as an adult and give that to the next generation uh, is is really rewarding. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, now I was reading your kind of your bio, what you sent us, and it says that you started out doing theater and stuff, as you just said, in Maryland, right? That's kind of where, is that where you grew up? And then, <laughs> and then you decided to head uh, to go to L.A. Can What prompted that? Did you know someone out there or did you just get off the plane and, and pray something was going to work out? You know, there was uh, a, a lot of uh, unfortunate events that kind of led up to my decision to say, I'm just going to change my life. I'm going to uh, pack up my bags, leave my family and friends, and I'm going to come here to Los Angeles and take my shot. And the reality of it was Los Angeles was this mystical land far away that uh, people would go and either find success or, you know, find their tail between their legs as they run away. And as I got older, I just realized, when are you going to take this opportunity? When are you going to make it happen? And so I had to sacrifice some things. I quit my job. Again, I said goodbye to my friends and, and family. I had a film production company that I was working with, uh, you know, to produce films. And I just said, let's take a shot. Let's see what happens. Let me give myself five years. So I packed up my car and I drove across country. And here we are. And it's incredible. Wow. That's That's amazing. Wow. wow. What, was the, what was the very first... Uh, opportunity you got when you were in LA was it because you do you've done both uh, acting on film and uh, behind the scenes and voice acting so uh, what was your very first uh, opportunity in LA in LA probably that last animation clip that you saw was something called Legend Quest on Netflix you can still find it there there's two different uh, series of it uh, where I played Leo de San Juan and that was just such a such a rewarding experience working with Anima Studios out of Mexico City and um, yeah, that was the first thing that I had booked. And from there, it just kind of continued and continued. Now, mind you, I was working the hardest job I could have possibly worked. I was working overnights at Target. Mm. I was a manager <laughs> in retail for almost 10 years. And I transferred uh, here to Los Angeles. And they offered and said, you can either do the Starbucks job or we can give you the overnight job. <laughs> and I instantly had this, this image in my head of like, uh, this this you know uh, woman with a, a little tiny micro dog in her purse, just like I would like a double frappe macchiato with extra sprinkle, a little pump of this, a little white macchiato, a little white mocha, and I was like, no, give me the hardest job you have. Give me the hardest job you have. So I was working 10 p.m. till 8 a.m. every single day, unloading the trucks, pushing the freight, managing the process, but I had my days free. And I was able to network and I was able to do my auditions. I was exhausted, but I was able to do that. So that's what I was doing before any of this happened. And I slowly started to book some work. And then I made a conscious decision. And I said, I think it's time. I think it's time to do this full time to really dedicate myself. And I got a massive sign from the universe that that was the right decision. Because on my last day, after I had said my goodbyes, after working at Target for 10 years, I'm driving off the parking lot, exhausted at 8 a.m. And my agent calls me and says, you booked Lucky the Leprechaun. And uh, I'm like, wait a minute. I just got lucky. I got lucky. I got lucky. Literally. I, literally <laughs> and figuratively. <laughs> wow. Literally and figuratively. Absolutely. So that was my sign. Okay. I think this is what I need to do. And uh, Donald Duck followed not shortly thereafter. Yeah. Wow. I mean, those are both two very wow. iconic characters. Obviously, yeah. Donald Duck is... Like, yeah. it's like 
<laughs> I mean, oh my god! But uh, I mean, Lucky Charms is my, uh, my all-time favorite cereal. So, how long have you been uh, lucky? Then, like, when did that start? I did Lucky for two years. For two years, there have been many people who have voiced Lucky over his. I guess it's fifty-eight years now that he's oh, been crazy. around. Jeez, wow. um, I believe started by Arthur Anderson and uh, Doug Priest, uh, who I think voiced him the longest. I could be wrong on that, but he was the voice print that they asked for when I was auditioning. Mm. And uh, yeah, so it was from 2015 to 2017 and we did a bunch of awesome commercials and uh, it was just such an honor. That's, Incredible. That's fantastic. And I love Lucky Mind you, when I go visit my grandparents, that was the one thing my parents would never let me get. So my grandparents would treat me <laughs> And I would pick up all the marshmallows one by one and I'd put them into a little ball and I'd eat the ball and it would look like I murdered a unicorn because of all the colors on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, to have that experience and then later in life get to play in the sandbox. Really cool. Uh, always always count on the grandparents to spoil you. Right. <laughs> Right. Go ahead, Aaliyah. You were getting ready to ask something there. Yeah, I'm curious to know what type of like training or exercises or anything. What kind of training or exercises do you have to do to get your voice to to do stuff like that? You know, it's kind of like singing. You know, like being a being a singer. Do you have to do? You know, is there any like uh, voice training or classes or anything that you had to take? Yeah, well, you know, so I like to uh, pump some iron. I like to, uh, you know, lift and work my biceps, my triceps, and the other steps. Um, now, realistically, I, I, uh, I, I trained in theater classically. I, I trained with Shakespeare when I was in co- uh, high school. I did all the school plays. And then outside of that, I studied improvisation. Uh, I studied, you know, theater and acting on camera as well, and different varieties of that. And um, again, voiceover was never really the, the 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 goal at that point in my career. I really wanted to be an on camera person, and I still do, and I still get those opportunities. But that passion for voiceover was always there, and I didn't realize it once again until I started meeting other voice actors. My first really big gig was doing Starscream for Transformers the video game back in right. 2000s mm-hmm. and i i'm a huge transformers fan as not you to mention yes, yes. <laughs> uh so i'm a big geek and i love it and to be able to marry my hobby with uh something that i'm passionate about was just mind-blowing so given that i was able to go on the convention circuit and start meeting other voice actors and my idols mm. and just realizing that they're really cool people and they're like me I, I don't know if you've ever gone out into the world and said, these are, this is my tribe. These are my people. And mm-hmm. as soon as I realized that uh, my curiosity was piqued and I just started pursuing that, taking workshops and voiceover. My very first workshop was with Debbie Derryberry, the voice of Jimmy Neutron. <gasps> wow. Uh, oh my gosh. I walked in there with my ego abound going, I don't need any training. I've got this in the bag. And I walked away going, I got nothing. I know nothing. And so that was really the beginning of my journey, uh, learning about voiceover and character animation, commercials, promo. I I mean, it continues on. There's so many different facets of voiceover. uh, So it never gets old. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's incredible. So we we were actually looking. um, You know, bench presses and stuff. You mentioned doing Starscream in the game. We actually, right before the show, we actually looked up for YouTube and apparently somebody 
has taken all of the voice clips from video games and they put them in a row and put them on YouTube. And we found the Starscream one and we were just listening to all the different things you had to say. And so, and like there was something, what was it? He said something like, uh, hurry up. There's um, only one more terminal to go. One more terminal, (laughs) two more terminals, three more, like you had four more terminals to go. (laughs) Tell me, tell us a little bit about that job, like that type of, process where you're doing something for a video game and you just have all these different, I mean, you just have to say a billion different things. How long does that take? What is, what is that like? So a typical uh, voiceover session is going to be up to four hours. And for the video game, because we had so much to do, we had the DS uh, uh, content. We had the the PC and uh, platform content. And then we had the, the, what was it? The, um, Oh gosh, I'm forgetting. There was another the Sega uh, version of the uh, uh, portable console. I can't. I do that. There was lots of different versions, and so um, you know we had different things to do during that session. But I was so nervous going into that session the first time. It was my first really big job. I didn't want to mess it up. And when I had auditioned. I had a different voice that I was going to use for Starscream. It was going to be a a little bit more breathier, a little bit more scary. They specifically wanted something that was going to scare the kids. So I went with a voice that was much more like this. And I get to the studio and uh, they said, you know, we just want a light British accent. What's that sound? And I immediately panicked because in my mind, I'm like, Transformers fan, the other fans are going to kill me. So you'll say, you want Starscream to sound like this. Yeah, that's perfect. And I went, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Um, So they said, all right, what you got? And just like that, it was Decepticons. This is Starscream. Make one rendezvous point. The all spark will soon be ours. (laughs) And they're like, cool, that's great. And so that's what we went with. And I was just, I was so eager to please during that session because I was just so excited. Transformers again has been uh, uh, such a huge thing for me. The very first movie I ever saw in theaters with my dad was the uh, 1986 Transformers, the Transformers, the movie. And, That's uh, awesome. So it just meant the world to me. Yeah, we did. Yeah, right. We had we, you watch that. We made her watch that last season. So, That's classic yeah. cinema. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know about it. Uh, My newest acquisition was uh, Unicron. Oh, you got the Unicron? I got the giant hat. Yeah. Here, it's in the other room, so. Uh, I wanted that so bad. Better than getting the Omicron, from what I understand. So, yeah, Yeah, it's a little different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that's that's awesome. Um, Yeah, so do you want to, I mean, I guess, how does it feel like being the voice of someone so iconic like Donald Duck? Like my dad, I remember my dad used to do an impression of Donald Duck that was pretty good. I was like, that's pretty cool. I could never yeah. do that. Like I would I would try I to tried. do what he was doing. And then just a few minutes ago, you just like, there it was, like you were just Donald Duck. Like, how do you turn that on? Well, I mean, you're like one of what, three people that have voiced Donald Duck? That's, I mean, that's pretty, like, that's, that's pretty amazing. Epic. What, what a amazing thing to have on your resume. <laughs> It's, it's, again, it's quite an honor. I know I say that often, but it really is true. And Donald Duck is just one of those characters that means so much to me. Um, 
I mean, 80, he's, he's 87 years young. My parents knew Donald Duck. My grandparents knew Donald Duck. And even my great-grandparents knew who Donald Duck was. And he's known the world over. So no pressure. No pressure. Um, But, you know, my mom taught me when I was probably three years old. She would tuck me in. She likes to be called Mama Duck. And uh, she would tuck me in at night and she would say, Oh, dude, I love you so much. And I would say, oh, I love you too. And that was like our thing for the Aww. longest time. And, you know, a, a trick for friends when I would go out to parties or events and things. And I never in a million years thought I'd ever have the opportunity to actually read for him. And so a year after I got here, I got my first agent and they sent me this audition and they said, you do the Donald voice, right? And I'm like, what? So, all right, give this a try. And I was so intimidated. I was so nervous because it's one thing to do it for friends. It's another to be right in front of a microphone that hears every noise in your face (laughs) and your gurgles in your stomach. So I had to refine it to a certain point. And uh, I sent away the audition and uh, a month later I got a call back and then there was another call back and another call back. And then I got the great news that, that I booked it and my life changed. My life changed forever. Um, yeah, he's, he means so much to me and to, to be a small part of, uh, you know, real Disney magic uh, yeah. is something that I, I cherish. Now, when I when I got this news, um, my mom was unfortunately going through a bout of breast cancer. Mm. And mm. when I was growing up, she was the artist of the house. She would paint, she would sculpt, she would draw. And mm. that was always inspirational to me. And when the cancer hit, that sparkle went away. And I was, as, as the source of my creativity, it, it hurt. It really hurt. But I was able to bring her out here to Los Angeles and take her to Disney Studios take her to where the production facilities are, where they actually draw the characters. And that sparkle came back Aww. and we got to go down mm-hmm. to Hollywood Boulevard and, you know, see the, the duck prints, the, the, the big prints. Oh, and yeah. The star. yeah. 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 It was just such a nice moment to be able to share with my mom. And again, I, I say it's real Disney magic because uh, it, it rejuvenated that to a certain degree. And I was very grateful. Oh, that's, wow. that's, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah. So, oh my gosh! Like, uh, I'm just trying to figure out. Uh, did Disney put out the call and say, "Hey, you know what? We need uh, we need a voice for some of these characters that we're doing a new show on." And it was just uh, was it an open call? Was it like a, a whole bunch of? It, as far as you know, was it just uh, open call? And then also, you mentioned a lot of callbacks. How long was that process? It was it was pretty long. It was pretty in depth. Um, I've been told I don't know the exact number. I've been told it was close to a thousand people that had auditioned. Wow. Um, this wow. was through my agency, so I don't believe it was an open call, but it was okay. you know within certain circles. Sure. Uh, of, okay. You know, and uh, you know those those roles are Supreme Court nominations. You're in for life. Right. And right. So, uh, you know, my first thought was, you know, I hope Tony Anselmo's okay because he's been the voice for for thirty years after Clarence Nash had passed away. Right. And you know, when you get an opportunity like that, you you say, okay, here we go, let's dive in and let's see what happens. And uh, yeah, they were looking for a, a new Donald for the series Mickey and the Roadster Racers. And uh, yeah, that's what we booked. But the callback process was really interesting because the first the first callback that I had. Again, I'm so nervous. I'm green behind the ears, still fresh to Los Angeles. And I'm going to Disney Studios to audition. 
And so my thought process is, oh my gosh, I'm here at Disney. I'm actually <laughs> here. This is incredible. I don't care if I get it or not. This right. is amazing. Mm-hmm. This experience with me forever. And I walk in and I'm surrounded by celebrities and other people who are, you know, called back as well. And I'm sitting in this room with my idols just going, oh my gosh, I'm here. Don't be nervous. <laughs> Do your thing. You're here for a purpose. And so we get into the callback and the situation is kind of like this. You're in the, you're in the booth, you have your voice director, there's a technician to, to work the uh, controls. And then you have a myriad of, you know, directors, producers, writers, uh, executive producers, all in the room. And so again, no pressure. Uh, I think it was probably close to, you know, like a dozen to 20 people that were in that room at the time. And uh, so we were going through the process. I'm following their directions. And we came to a point where they started asking, okay, can you pronounce a particular word? Can you say ridiculous? Okay, great. Could you say this word? Could you say that word? And I'm noticing in the back of the room, there's just a lot of people that are kind of, you know, like, like doing this, you know, not really like present, but they're kind of like taking notes or just listening. And I was like, can I offer a suggestion? And they said, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And I said, what about, um, (laughs) and all of a sudden all the eyes in the room went up like this and I see them going, they're starting to get animated and I don't hear anything because, you know, they have to press right. the button. For me. I just see that the room became animated and I went, oh. <laughs> so I did it again. And uh, from there, there was another callback, uh, another callback where I had to sing a song. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, from there, I got the call, but I got the job. And Amazing. again, here we crazy. Wow. That's funny. They're just throwing like hard words at you. (laughs) Can you say disestablishmentarianism? (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) That's great. You can actually speak. There there are different uh, uh, modes of Donald Duck or buckle speech, as it's technically called, uh, that I can do. I can do classic Donald. Uh, They asked me to do something a little bit different with my version. They wanted him to be a little bit easier to understand, to enunciate clearer, as well as to be pitched up slightly. So, you know, my version sounds like this. But the original version was, you know, a little bit less intelligible. And then, of course, you have, you know, like Little Quacker from, you know, Tom and Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) I can speak in Spanish. Oh, you know. So yeah, we can do quite a few things uh, with that's the funny, oh. incredible. That do you yeah, have so do you have impressive. to do it in Spanish? Do you do they like dub like this show and and you do it or do no? No, there there are other voice actors uh, for other languages around the world. I, I've met the the Hindi uh, uh, Donald Duck. I've met the uh, uh, Spanish Donald Duck. There's a Portuguese Donald. I, there's so many. There's so many. That's and um, it's still that that iconic sound but just in a different language 
That's right. And, you know, look, when when you are a native speaker from a different country, you know, the different colloquialisms, you know, the differences. I'm an English speaker. So my version, if I spoke in another language, would obviously sound like an English speaker speaking Mm -hmm. a different language. Sure. Sure. To be authentic. Uh, But, yeah, there's some times when we go, uh, you know, in the shows, we go to different countries or we do different things. We were in Japan and I was saying, you know, and and so it was the English version of Donald in the country saying those things. But they, yeah, other <laughs> people dub it for all the other languages. It's incredible. That's, it's that's wild. Crazy. Whenever you do that, it doesn't look like your mouth is moving at all. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it, there, so there's a pocket of air. Everybody asks me, how do you do it? There's a pocket of air that I use right here. And <laughs> this is where the sound comes from. And then I use my mouth to basically articulate. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a long process. It's a very difficult for me to teach to other people, but <laughs> that's fantastic. That's incredible. I always thought that it. it was like, I used to try to do it as a child, right? I always wanted to learn how to do it as a child, but I thought that it was like, in the throat. I'm afraid to do it because you're so iconic. I'm just like, uh, I don't even want, I don't want to do it. You can't break the rules, <laughs> Malia. You get, now you yeah, have to do it. That's how I feel. <laughs> no, yeah, this, no, I have told my help. love life. I've told. <laughs> She's not going to do the duck. That's a, that's where she draws the line. That's, that's, that's too no, far. I'll, I could try, but it's, it's, been, it's been some years. But I, I, I used to try to do this as a child. And to hear you do oh, that, this, that's yeah. why it's just like so – it's just – I don't know. I'm speechless because I grew yeah. up watching it, you know, and – it's just such a, a beautiful thing to me, you know, and now yeah. my nephews watch it and I, I'm, I don't know it. It's just very beautiful <laughs> to me. So, yeah. We're curious. The, the best thing that I can say, if you want to, if you want to try the Donald Duck voice is to hiss like a cat. So I want you to watch my tongue. What happens? Okay. You're going to see the back of my tongue bunch up. <laughs> <laughs> And then I close this pocket of air, and that reverberation is where that sound comes from. The rest huh. is up to your muscles and your mouth to be able to figure sure. it out. But that's a, that's a, the the place you can start. Okay, right. interesting. Okay. Do yeah. you host any classes, like voiceover classes? I do. I I do offer coaching uh, through my website, actordanielross.com. I do workshops occasionally. I'm actually going to be teaching voiceover in Switzerland uh, next September, which is really super excited about that. Um, And uh, yeah, I do workshops on occasion. Uh, But for Donald Duck, no, I I don't do workshops. (laughs) I I do for the general you know, uh, uh, scope of voice acting, character animation, video games, uh, and just about the industry and the business. That's, that's really so cool. So where all have you traveled? <laughs> oh, well, I've been to Mexico. I've been to Canada. I've been to Japan. I've been to the Bahamas. Um, I've been to, uh, Texas. I really hope to be able to travel more when, you know, the world comes back. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Well, it's the, interesting um, too. The, um, you mentioned, I feel like voiceover is probably an occupation that's almost custom designed for the type of environment that we're in and have been in the past year or two, because it mm-hmm. seems very easy to kind of convert that into a remote 
working environment. Is that, is that true? Do you have like a studio and, and the setup and everything that sure do here, here in my office. And, uh, yeah, it, it was very interesting when everything happened. Unfortunately, uh, the on-camera world came to a screeching halt, stand-up comedy came to a screeching halt. Uh, we didn't really know what was happening. So a lot of celebrities and stand-up comedians started flooding into voiceover because we still had the means to work. I had to upgrade some equipment and some software to be able to manage sessions from here, but I, I recorded movies, TV shows, video games, uh, all, all here from home. Wow. Uh, you know, because <laughs> it's Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. So I, the first time I uh, kind of caught on to what you were doing, um, it was on TikTok. So I, I started following you on TikTok and because I, like I said, I, my dad used to do the Donald Duck. I could never do it. But I've always loved voice acting. I mean, I really love animation. I would have loved to have been a voice actor. But for me, and so that's why I like watching your TikTok, because you talk about like kind of what's involved and things like that. Um, but for me, I think the, the hardest part that I have is I can do a couple of different, like I can do a voice right now. Like I might come up with an old man voice, right? Or something. That's what you're using but right then, now. But they shut up. But then the next time, <laughs> I knew you were going to say something. But then the next time I want to do that voice, I can't get it exactly the way I did it the last time. You know what I mean? Like it's close. Um, and some there are a couple of voices I do that are always the same. But the range that you have, and then it's like you know you do this this character, and then they say you know, hey, we're we're doing another season of that. I need you to come back and do this character. In the meantime, you've done Donald and Tom and Jerry and all these others, and then you just come back and that guy comes back, whatever that character is. How <laughs> does that work? That that's a great question, and not one that I get asked very often. Um, so usually, when you go in for a recording session, they will have a reference for you to listen to of the last mm. time that you recorded something, so you have that audible feedback and you can remember it. Mm, no. I go you know into my own recording stuff. I will go back into auditions or whatever if I need to refresh myself because I want to arrive prepared. Uh, I don't want to show up and be like, oh, what are we doing today? Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, give me a few minutes. I want to be ready to go when they say they're ready. Um, so I really put it upon myself to be prepared in that way. But yeah, sometimes you, you just forget, you know, uh, things happen and, and you do a lot of different voices and you, and you just forget. Um, but much like uh, an auto mechanic has their favorite tools that they use, you know, for different, you know, things. As a voice actor, I have my own tools that I lean into, and those are typically archetypes, uh, different mm. kinds of voices mm. that I will lean into that are comfortable for me, that I can stretch and pull and amalgamate into different things. So I have a base for, let's say, like an old man voice. All right, well, if we're doing an old man voice, he's not hes not always a prospector, a crazy loony prospector. He's probably somebody who sounds like this. You know, maybe he's got dentures. So I'm adding a different layer to it if he's got dentures. Or let's say he's got a little bit of a, a little bit of asthma or something. We're gonna add that layer to what we already have. So again, it's just taking what you know and are comfortable with and then just tweaking a little bit to find exactly what it is you want. And some voice actors will take one character and another character and mush them together and see what happens. Yeah. Um so uh, there, there's a limitless way of, of doing it, but you do have your tools. You have your tool chest. You look at an audition. 
Uh, and I'll give you some insight into my process of auditioning. But you, you look at an audition and you have to make a quick decision. You don't have time to linger. So when I have five to 10 auditions a day or even 20 auditions a day, I wake up, I do my auditions, I go to sleep and that's it. <laughs> so my, my process is I don't have time to think about, you know, what was my character's motivation? What did he eat for breakfast? What was his relationship like with his absent father? I don't have that luxury to be able to go through that. I just have to pick a voice and go. So I really lean into what the script tells me, what the direction tells me, and I make a choice. Uh, and that's pretty much what we do all the time. We just make acting choices and go with it. And sometimes yeah. it works. Sometimes it doesn't, mm. but you make those yeah. choices regardless. I feel like that, yeah. that big, those big choices has been like a, um, a, a sequence for you, right? You had to make the choice to pursue your career, make the choice within your career. And then you're obviously we all make choices, but I feel like those big choices for you have all had, it's been like, a, not necessarily a path but a sequence you know um <laughs> well, you know, it's like, what, what are the kids saying these days yolo yolo an opportunity to, mm -hmm. to, to do what you want one time and if you're going to take that shot if it really means something to you the universe will reward your boldness and and that is my mm -hmm. firm belief so uh my motto is it's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease uh, you got to go out there and make some noise. And uh, if you do, you never know what might come your way. Now you've done uh, regular acting as well. You've produced some, some things also in, in your past, um, <laughs> which, which do you like the most uh, voice acting or being on camera, being in front of the camera? Mm. You know, for me, acting is acting, um, okay. whether it's behind the camera, in front of the camera, you know, it, it's all the same thing to me. It's just different techniques. I sure. always see like, uh, no, no offense to my on camera people or others, but I use this analogy that, uh, you know, theater is like getting your associate's degree. And then doing, because uh, it's big and bold and you have to speak to the people in the back of the theater and put yourself in a proscenium in a certain way. And then you translate to on camera where it's all behind the eyes. You have to figure out what to do with your hands. It's all about subtlety. That's like getting your, your bachelor's degree. And then uh, moving to voiceover, it's like getting your master's degree because you take everything that you've learned from those other mediums and you incorporate it into this other thing because you literally lose the ability to talk with your hands, to emote with your face and your body language. It's all the voice. So I have to be able to learn how to convey certain things just with my voice alone, how to paint a picture. And that takes a, a level of skill that I didn't initially think was uh, necessary. And I learned uh, as I went. So, yeah, I, I love both. I, I intend to get back to some more on camera stuff in the near future. Um, but uh, it's just a very different world. And I'm still exploring voiceover. Are there going to be more Ninja versus movies in the future? That's what I want to know. The <laughs> plug, <laughs> yes. Uh, I think we're done for the time being. Uh, my buddy Justin Timpain and I, we 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 were both struggling actors in the DC Baltimore area, and we had just finished watching Clerks Three. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, Clerks Two. Clerks Two. And they decided to buy the quick stop. So we looked at each other like, why don't we buy the quick stop? Let's make our own opportunities. Let's you know, max out our credit cards and, and film in our backyards and make a movie. 
So we did ninjas versus zombies and it was successful internationally sold. And we're like, all right, let's keep going. Ninjas versus vampires. We did ninjas versus vampires. Netflix internationally sold one of the top 10 illegally downloaded movies of 2004. <laughs> 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 the Iron's Heart, Ninjas versus Monsters. So we finished a trilogy of independent schlocky horror comedies and we just had the best time. And it was, uh, it was like, it was like family, you know, when you're with these people for so long creating together, it's family. And I, I will never forget that experience, but will there be another one? If somebody gives us a million bucks, we'll, we'll talk. We have ideas. So now it's out so there in the awesome. world. So yeah. give them a million dollars. Let's get, let's make this happen. So I, I watched, um, I watched the ninjas versus vampires, uh, on Amazon prime. And, um, so uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, Daniel plays a guy named Kyle. He's one of the ninjas who is, uh, fighting against the vampires. Oh, there we go. Oh, There's there the, it is. <gasps> is that still shrink <laughs> rat too? Did you have to learn and do your own stunts? Like, do you have to like l learn? Did you already know, did you know some of those moves? Oh, actually, did you just speed up the camera to make it look better? Like how did, <laughs> you know, when you were doing you, when you're training with the, uh, the new guy in the, in that movie, for example, you got, you know, you're pulling a bunch of little blocks and moves and, uh, what was, where did that come from? <laughs> that was, uh, we, we spent the time and we trained very hard, uh, to be able to sell it. I mean, l let's be honest. Uh, look at me. I am not a martial arts master. Uh, these are ninjas that are magically imbued with the power of the ninja. So we had a taste involved there. Magic, magic. Um, so yeah, we, but we still went through the motions. I did most of my stunts. Uh, if it required something ninja-y, like a backflip in the air, or, you know, like getting punched and like twirling in the air. No, that wasn't me. I had a stunt double for those kinds of things. But <laughs> all the hand-to-hand -hand stuff, we went through and we practiced for months uh, working with uh, some really amazing people uh, to, to lock it in. And yeah, so all that was was me. I even took, uh, you know, a gun, gun safety course to be able to learn how to uh, hold a gun properly. For those who don't know, my character was a uh, 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 a pizza delivery ninja, a uh, pizza delivery guy with a vociferous <laughs> potty mouth uh, who isn't good with the power of the ninja. So uh, for for that, uh, yeah, I used a lot of guns <laughs> rather than <laughs> a little bit of wakazashi action. And, nice. Uh, lots of yeah. Fun, fun. They're fun. I like the, those kind of just kind of fun. You can tell everybody in the cast was just having a great time. Um, and, 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 movie where it's like we walked into a blockbuster when blockbuster was still a thing mm. and we're like what movie isn't here what movie <laughs> don't we pick and that's when we decided on Ninja versus Zombies and we just said we're going to make something that you know when people are together with their buddies and you know having a good time drinking or whatever like we're going to make the movie they're going to watch that night that's what <laughs> we were going to pick right. that's great stuff um, well you know we're coming up on time and I want to just um have if you had any advice for a friend for some I know some of the people who listen to the podcast are friends of mine or former students at uh, the media school that I used to teach at um, and this is a dream job for them I know this is something that they would just love to do and and several of them 
would be excellent at it. Like I, I know a couple of guys with really good uh, voices for that kind of stuff. What, what advice would you give them? You know, they're just kind of getting started out. What can they do in the meantime to either prepare for that, that eventual uh, career or to, to break in as quickly as possible? My advice is don't do crime. Don't do crimes. You'll do the times. Okay. No. My advice uh, for anybody who's experienced the voiceover or the performing arts, you really have to uh, throw yourself into it. Much like anything else in life, if you're passionate about something, you got to put in the blood, sweat, and tears. There, there are financial obligations. You have to purchase equipment. You have to train with the best people in the industry. You have to have materials uh, that promote you, like demos to give to an agency, uh, headshots, you know, for, for people to use. So there's a, there's a lot involved in that. So the, the advice that I would give is if you're interested in it, you either have to dedicate yourself to it fully or it has to be a hobby. And you need to make that distinction very early on um, because that will help you decide if, uh, you know, if it's worth the expenditure of your time, of your money. Uh, whatever the case may be. Um, very specifically for voiceover, I would say study improv. Uh, improv is not just good for the performing arts. It's good for everybody because it teaches you to think on your feet, to be social, how to navigate social situations. And when I'm in the booth and, you know, we come to an impasse on the script and the writers say, oh, we're not sure what we want to do with this. Hey, Daniel, what you got? It's up to me to go, this is what you want. So I use my improv training skills to be able to, to work with that. So I recommend improv for everybody, regardless of whether you're interested in acting or not. And then, of course, the fundamentals of acting. Um, this isn't just about doing silly voices. This is about fully embodying and creating characters. Mm -hmm. And that's the same on camera as it is behind the camera. It's just the techniques are different. So study the fundamentals of acting. Um, that's really what I would suggest. And of That's course, awesome. the support system. Make sure you've got uh, some money saved up uh, <laughs> for when the roller coaster, you know, goes in, right. in the other way. Um, the entertainment industry can be quite fickle, and so you have to really steal yourself uh, for for times when it might not be so easy. So, having a good support system is crucial. Well, I know. Let me ask you this, then. I know a lot of people. You know, right now, again, pandemic um, has helped push the remote work thing, but do you need to move to LA to be a voice actor? Would you say you don't to train? That's one of the, one of the positive things that's come out of this uh, whole situation. This horrible situation is that most of the, the coaches, the vocal coaches, voiceover coaches are now online and you can access them from anywhere in the world. So that's something that I don't think is going anywhere. And I think is an asset to anybody who's curious about the industry. You can train with the best people. You don't have to be here for that. But if you want to be in the animation and video game industry, I do advocate you do have to move to where the action is. You, you have to network. You have to go out and meet the people who are doing the, the, the things, the storyboard artists, the directors, the producers, the casting directors. Uh, you have to plant the seeds you know, with, with uh, uh, you know, students who are coming out of, you know, film school or animation school uh, and yeah. of be somebody who's really easy to work with. But that I think you have to do here in Los Angeles or New York or Toronto, now kind of Austin in, in Texas as well. There are oh. different hubs. There, there's animation yeah. in Miami as well. 
Um, there's little places throughout the country and throughout the world that you can find to to get your start, to get your bearings. But if so you're not Cleveland, definitely I mean, not Cleveland. So not not Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> we're we're uh, yeah, we're all from Cleveland, so we're definitely not Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> I guarantee you, you have a stand-up comedy club that probably oh, yeah. offers improv training. Aaliyah almost went to one. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> on, on her date. That's right. You were supposed to go oh, to the I was like, did I? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even did. remember. She, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is why I would never be a voice actor. I couldn't remember. I would be like, what voice? Did I, I did that voice? That was me. Whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, so I'm going to put your uh, website and social media. So website actordanielross.com on social media actor Daniel Ross. So if they and you you said that you also do some training and classes, would that be at your website? We would find out more information. That is correct. Uh, again, you can follow me across social media under actor Daniel Ross. I've made it so easy for you. My website is actordanielross.com. Yes, you can book me for half hour, hour long coaching sessions. Uh, serious inquiries only, please. Uh, and uh, yeah, we do autographs on the website as well. If you'd like for me to sign something for you, we can do Ooh. that. I'm going to have some convention appearances coming up. I'm going to be at Pasadena Comic Con uh, this month, January 23rd. I'm going to be at Mouse Con in Bakersfield, California, nice. January 30th, and I'll be at Pensacon in Pensacola, Florida, February 18th through the 20th. And we'll be doing some signings with GalaxyCon as well uh, while I'm there. So I hope to meet some of you there. Please do check out my stuff. Follow me on TikTok. Uh, we have lots of fun there. And uh, again, I'm just so thankful to be on the program, guys. Thank you. Thank, no, you. thank, thank you, you so for much being for being here. here. Yeah. And I and I double that. Yeah, definitely follow him on TikTok. He's he's one of the I mean that there's a lot of not entertaining stuff on TikTok. Uh, and then there, there's some gems out there and Daniel's one of them. So follow him. Yeah, it's really good stuff. When, when this pandemic hit, I was like, what am I going to do? Let me mm. join in with the kids on the tickety talks. All right. Yeah. I'm just having so much fun with it. So come, come have fun with me. Absolutely. I definitely will. I just got new to the TikTok world. So I will hey. definitely follow. I, yes. Everyone in my family wanted me to sign up for the TikTok. My mom had a TikTok. I did not have a TikTok. And Your mom had one and you didn't even have one. I love the fact that you call That's it hilarious. the TikTok, Aaliyah. That's the best. <laughs> yes. It well, is the TikTok. It's just like when, you know, older folk or more seasoned folks say, oh, you have the headache or you have the whatever. The. They put the, the in front of it. The book faces. The Facebook. Yes, yes. Face of mine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, well, we want to thank uh, Daniel for being here. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of World Gone Geek. We want you to tune in next week because we have Rob, 88-bit Kovacs, is going to be on the show. He's a mm -hmm. composer, singer, songwriter, recording artist, pianist. Uh, he uh, just got off uh, doing, uh, he was the piano guy for Wicked yeah. while it was here in Cleveland. Yeah, and uh, he does some amazing, like he turns... Uh, video game music into just amazing piano arrangements. Uh, I met him at, uh, at a game convention here. Yeah, yeah he does have an FM beard, beard too. Beard. <laughs> and uh, he's going to be on the show. He's really, really a super guy. So we can't wait to see him. Please tune in next week again, 7 p.m. We will be here on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and all your favorite podcast apps. That's where we'll be. And the TikTok. Thanks again, Daniel. Thanks for being here. Thanks to Utah and Aaliyah for being a part of the show. As always. 
And, uh, <laughs> that's for the uh, podcast folks. Everyone's waving right now. Um, <laughs> we don't know what Daniel's doing there. <laughs> <laughs> Donald was getting yanked away there. Um, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all the other things. We're at World Gun Geek. We'll see you there. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Watch Shang-Chi. <laughs> Bye. The podcast is real is a World Gone Geek production.